What's up, guys? Welcome to the first episode of Hot Take Heaven. Finally. Finally. Um, after we've been experiencing uh, a few technical difficulties with uh, all the equipment. Um, Mike's tricky, man. Yeah, we just decided to uh, just jump to the built-in mic on the laptop uh, for the first cast. So uh, the first episode here might not have the best uh, quality sound, but... We're going to make it work. Don't worry. We are working on uh, trying to figure it out and use the... uh, Use the mics and all the equipment that we got. So uh, we we apologize in advance for the quality of uh, this cast, and we're we're working on it to figure out uh, how we can make it sound uh, even greater. So um, I'm just gonna give a little intro for the Hot Take Heaven podcast. Um, the whole idea of podcasting for me was uh, inspired by the uh, the Plastered podcast uh, over on SoundCloud. Um, I don't know if they're recording anymore, but uh, that was like the first uh, podcast I'd listened to. Uh, kind of inspired me. All the guys over there, all the the backdoor sliders. Uh, so uh, yeah, they were really my inspiration. I. I thought it was kind of cool, you know. And uh, anyway, uh, so what we're going to be talking about on Hot Take Heaven is uh, it's going to be a lot of sports-based stuff, uh, just like players, free agency, you know, teams and leagues and all of that. And uh, we eventually want to do uh, we we eventually want to invite a couple people to. Uh, come and talk with us, but um, we're not quite sure when we're going to dip into that, hopefully when our equipment's all in, and uh, yeah, so let's jump into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So uh, our first topic for today is uh, our our experience at the Indy 500, um, which is an auto race with... Uh, like race cars and all that at the wow. Indy 500. We went to race. Yeah. See race cars. Oh, yeah. Never would have guessed that. Yeah, no. Um, so, yeah. Pretty cool. Really loud. Uh, yeah, really loud. Uh, a lot louder than I had anticipated because <laughs> I had never been to a race. And... Um, it it was it was kind of interesting. It was really cool. It was cool. It was nothing that I really had expected cuz obviously like you go to a race it's like you just watch cars like run around a track like bunch of left turns and especially in India it's yeah, four left turns. Yeah, it sounds, you know, kind of boring when you put it that way, but when you're there it's like a completely different experience. It's it's a heat of the moment thing. It's it, incredible. Yeah, it really is. And uh, you know, like all the strategy and, you know, all the cars are, you know, like when to pit. And yeah. What tires. And yeah, it's it was it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool and uh, we kind of lucked out cuz we carpooled with um, a family friend of mine, and he's uh, he's handicapped, so we got like front row parking, and we didn't have to walk miles because there were like thousands of people there. I think it was the count from Indianapolis said possibly about three hundred thousand people at one time. So that just gives you a scale of 
what you're talking about here. How many people? Yeah, there were, were just there. like <coughs> just hordes of people, just like packing in. People were, you know, obviously they were parking from like miles out because of you know how crazy uh, ridiculous how crazy uh, the crowds were and uh, yeah, but the whole whole indie experience kind of cool. We we had great seats. We were like right on the start finish. Yeah, line. Yeah, literally right on the start finish line. It was like pretty Incredible. awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was an all day experience because of the traffic and all that. You know, four hours to Indy from Chicago. So yeah, you it takes know, a while. That that part wasn't the greatest, but um, definitely worth it. Definitely worth it, and you know. It's an experience, you know, even though it's just like you're watching the cars, you know, make all their left turns and, you know, change tires, get gas. It's like... It's incredible. It's, it's really kind of cool, especially in, you know, the last, you know, 20 laps. It's like a lot of action happened and there were a lot of like passes and all that, but... Um, a lot of overtaking and... Yeah, so, I mean... If you're about it, you know, I'd definitely say um, take the trip down to Indy next year or years in the future because it was definitely, uh, it, was, it was very interesting. A worthy experience. Yeah, and, um, you know, before that I, I didn't really think too much of it because, you know, you're just watching cars like I keep saying, but it was, it was really kind of cool because... Um, it was just a lot different from any other sport that I had ever uh, witnessed. And um, it was really just jam-packed with action. There were a few uh, crashes, too. I that's wasn't... Always, that's always fun. I wasn't... Uh, I didn't realize that there were always so many crashes, because apparently it's, like, a, a common thing there. Um, but, yeah. 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 It's a good time. So, yeah, with all the, you know... Pre-game festivities and all that. It was it was it was pretty cool. Definitely uh, an experience that I'd recommend. And uh, yeah, I'd say try to make it out there. It was it was cool. Another thing, if you're gonna do it, make sure you bring ear protection because it is really really loud. Yeah, get yourself like noise canceling headphones and. Obviously, bring sunscreen, too, because, like, our seats, we were in the shade, so we were absolutely fine, but, like, we were leaving, we'd see, like, all these people absolutely torched by the sun, like, relentless sunburns, and so, yeah, sunscreen, noise-canceling headphones. You can also bring stuff in, so... Oh, yeah, so... People were walking in with, like, their own, like, beer and food and, like, all that, so... They don't care. Yeah, they literally don't care. You just have to stand in, like, this, like, bag line, and they, like, go through it, obviously, but they let you bring in, like... Whatever you want. Yeah, it's it's super chill. It's pretty rad. So, yeah, like... And the food there wasn't too expensive for, like, stadium food, but... Because, like, you go to the United Center, it's, like... $1,200. Yeah, like, you get a hot dog and maybe, like, fries and a drink, and you're already at, like, $22 or something crazy like that. 
And out there, it's like you get like a three or four dollar, you know, hot dog as opposed to like seven dollars. Yeah. So, I mean, you can bring it's food, Indiana, but it's cheaper. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, Indiana. So our next uh, our next topic here is uh, we're going to be dipping into the NHL free agency. Oh boy. And um, I'm just going to start it off with the uh, the biggest free agent on the market, Artemi Panarin. Breadman. The Breadman. Uh, former Blackhawk. Uh, thanks, Bowman. <laughs> anyway, um, he, he was signed by the New York Rangers. Uh, Seven-year deal. And um, a lot of people think that he was overpaid. Um, but... I got to hand it to him, you know, he's still very young and, um, you know, he, he held a lot of promise for the Blue Jackets. He was very productive for the, uh, Chicago Blackhawks. He was very productive and, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, he's out of Chicago. He doesn't have Patrick Kane. He's not going to be anything anymore. People that said that were just wrong because Salty. he went out to Columbus and he was their leader. He was the guy who, you know, was just crazy scoring and, you know, he just played his game and led them to the playoffs. Um, I think two years he did that. And they won 17 games in a row. Yeah. Was that last year? And Yeah. And he Took charge. And, yeah, he, he was really uh, a leader out there. So this seven-year deal um, with the New York Rangers, he's getting 81 and a half mil guaranteed and uh, an annual average salary of $11,642,000 um, and change. But, yeah, I mean, just a big ticket for uh, the bread man, and um, I think it's well-deserved. I um, like I said, a lot of people think it's he's getting a little too much, but he is red hot. He's young and um, he's he hasn't been banged up, which is which is really good. Um, the second uh, the second largest uh, free agency pickup that I think is uh, just the re-signing of the uh, New York Islanders captain Anders Lee. He had a seven-year deal, and um, I just I think it's good for you know Long Island. Obviously, uh, they made the playoffs, and they're a team who's made some bounds in the last they, couple of years. They really have with uh, losing Tavares, and um, you know, obviously uh, the Chicago Blackhawks just uh, nabbed their one of their goalies, uh, Robin Leonard, who had an outstanding season last year. And everybody's favorite awful backup goalie. Yeah, well, gone to Carolina. So yeah, and thank um, the Lord. Yeah, so we got Robin Leonard. He's he's only here for one year, but uh, we we might re-sign him. But yeah, back to Anders Lee. You know, it's you know he's got a good good bounce for him. Um, obviously, he'll keep it going there in Long Island. Hopefully, they'll try to figure out their little. Uh, playoff mishaps and they'll keep it going 
One of the more interesting uh, trade or uh, free agency signings, rather, was um, a one-year deal for Corey Perry. Um, he is finally leaving Anaheim, and he is signing a one-year deal with the Dallas Stars. And um, I, all, I, I thought this was a really interesting trade because, or free agency signing, rather, because Corey Perry, he's always, you know, that gritty score. He's always, you know, in your face, uh, you know, always scoring and, you know, he's always just making it happen for his team. And last season, he really had a terrible time with injuries. And, you know, he he was just, his age was catching up to him. And he, the team finally just had enough of, you know, his absence. Um, you know, obviously being hurt doesn't really help him out, but... Um, He's he's a Dallas star now, and hopefully he can help them out. They also made the playoffs last year. Speaking of Dallas stars, Sharks captain Joe Pavelski also went and signed three years for Dallas. That's right, yeah. And you know, Pavelski, he's uh, he's I think he's thirty four now, so he's got maybe three years left in him, um, but. It's really interesting because, you know, Dallas, Dallas, um, they, they could have made a, actually they did make a pretty significant push. I think they were a second or third round exit this year, but they, um, they looked pretty good. Um, I thought they were going to go a little bit further, but, um, I didn't think that they were going to go all the way to the Stanley Cup final necessarily, um. But they um, they held they they looked pretty strong until um, obviously they exited. Um, one of the members that left the Dallas Stars uh, was Jason Spezza. He had a one-year deal. He signed with the Toronto Maple Leafs, adding to the firepower of the Maple Leafs. Um, hopefully, they don't choke with him. <sighs> Anyways, they probably will. The uh, Florida Panthers have been pretty active this free agency. Um, one of the members they signed from the Washington Capitals, Brett Connolly, four-year deal. They also got uh, Anton Strawman from the Tampa Bay Lightning. That was a three-year deal. And the big goalie, Sergei Bobrovsky, to a seven-year deal with the Florida Panthers. That is going to be huge for the Florida Panthers. I have a lot of respect for Sergei Bobrovsky on the ice. Off the ice, uh, not too much, you know. <laughs> not a huge fan of wife-beating and all that crazy stuff. But, um, yeah, Sergei Bobrovsky, an elite goaltender, definitely a future Hall of Famer, one of the best in the game right now. Is he the Russian national goalie? Yes, he is. Actually, there's... He's one of them. The yeah. other is um, Andre Vasilevsky for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. Vizina, the reigning Vizina Trophy winner. Um, yeah. So, Sergei Bobrovsky, a huge pickup. 
um, with a seven-year deal, the Florida Panthers. They really are. They really lucked out with who they picked up because their starter, uh, the one and only Roberto Luongo, finally called it a called it a career. After what? After 17 seasons, I think. Oh, my God. And, um, you know, he played for Vancouver, and he played for uh, Florida, and I think that's it, but I'm not certain. But, yeah, Sergei Bobrovsky is a perfect fit for the Florida Panthers, and... Um, They've also got a new head coach. They also have a new head coach who is absolutely amazing. The GOAT. The GOAT. (laughs) The man, the myth, the legend. Coach Q himself. Coach Q, Joel Quinville, former Chicago Blackhawks uh, coach, three-time Stanley Cup champion as a head coach. Counter. And um, he also played in the NHL. I know he played for... uh, He played for Toronto. The Hartford Whalers and... uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. And I think... Uh, I don't think that's the only two teams, but... I don't really know how good he was as a player, but as a coach... Damn good. Certainly an exceptional coach. And, um, you know, to this day, it's just... It's really just a pain to, you know, think that, you know... Chicago Blackhawks general manager Stan Bowman just decided to part ways, um, especially since you know Q was a fan favorite through uh, all of his years in Chicago, and you know, especially since he gave us three Stanley Cups in the span of um, five years, five years, six years, yeah, 2010, 2013, and 2015. All, you know, great years, all, um, you know, and especially with the, uh, the money trouble that we've had um, because of the, the well-deserved monster contracts of Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, each earning uh, $10.5 million through, uh, I think, 10 years. Which, you know, I think it's well-deserved. I think they're both exceptional players. I think they're both leaders, and they're well-respected in the, the clubhouse. And um, I think they need to get going, though, with they, Jonathan Taves. He's yeah, not I showing mean, his skill. Jonathan Taves, um, since 2015, he had a little bit of a drop-off. But last year, he, he really... Uh, he really... I thought he really picked it up. He was starting to show... Uh, show his old self, and he was really picking it up. He was scoring a lot. He was, you know, getting it done defensively, offensively, and he wasn't banged up. He, he had a lot of, a lot of uh, games played, and he really, he really turned it up. I'm really hoping that the Hawks don't miss the playoffs for a third time this year. Third time is a charm, so maybe they'll be back. Third time's maybe a charm. Back um, some, with some fight. I ha- All right, I'm just going to drop the uh, the first hot take of the uh, Hot Take Heaven podcast. Oh, boy. And uh, I'm going to say the Blackhawks do clinch the playoffs this year, 2019-2020. I think that they are going to win 60... 
Uh, I'm going to say they win 60, 60 games this year. They win 60 games. Ooh, that's bold. It is very bold, I know. Especially since they, uh, they missed the playoffs by uh, a few points. They couldn't really get it together at the end of the season. But I think um, with uh, our guy Stan Bowman... He, Stan Blowman. He uh, he acquired uh, this guy Calvin DeHaan, a former New York Islander and a former Carolina Hurricane. Uh, Calvin DeHaan is a pretty good defenseman. Of my time that I've been watching the NHL, he's always seemed like he could always uh, do his part, and um, he was always decent. Um, I don't know if he's going to be called up this year, but... Last year, we drafted a kid out of Sweden, uh, Adam Boquist, and he wasn't quite ready for the NHL, so we had him playing down in... Um, Rockford? Or up, rather, in Ontario. He played for the London Knights um, in the OHL, the Ontario Hockey League, uh, just to uh, develop and get ready for the NHL. Um, level because obviously it is the highest level in the world and um, it's definitely not a cakewalk you know even when you're drafted you you still gotta make sure that you're ready to go because um, you know it's the show you gotta be ready Uh so um, I'm just gonna fire off a few more free agency um Deals that have gone on. Um, Matt Zuccarello, a former Ranger and now a former Dallas Star, has signed a five-year deal with the Minnesota Wild. And I actually really like this deal because Matt Zuccarello um, is... I view him as uh, one of the more underrated scorers in the NHL. He's always on the score sheet. He's always making plays. And he's a hustler. He he lacks in size. He's a little smaller, but he gets the job done. He always gets the job done. And he he really helped out Dallas um, in the late stages of the 2018-2019 NHL season. And he also helped them out in the playoffs a bit. And, you know, wherever he goes in, you know, the NHL, whether... He's he's done at the end of his five years and, you know, playing for the Minnesota Wild. Um, how long has he been in? I am actually unsure of how long he's been in the league, but I know he's um, he's definitely in the back half of his career. Uh. But, um, yeah, just constant production from Matt Zuccarello. Um, another... Free agency signing is uh, Brandon Tanev from the uh, Winnipeg Jets. He is now a Pittsburgh Penguin, and uh. he signed a six-year deal. Uh, another Winnipeg Jet, uh, Tyler Myers, the big man. He is now on the Vancouver Canucks for five years. And um, let's see, Matthew Shane is now uh, a, a Nashville Predator. Wayne Simmons... From Nashville is a New Jersey, New Jersey Devil. Devil. Uh, he signed a one-year deal. 
let's see. Gustav Nyquist is a Columbus Blue Jacket. He signed a four-year deal. Columbus needs some love right now. They just lost their two shooters. Yeah. Um, obviously, without Panarin and Bobrovsky, I am uh, another hot take. I think that the Blue Jackets will definitely miss the playoffs. <laughs> They're um, going to drop like a stone. I, in I really do think that Panarin and Bobrovsky certainly carried... Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets, um, as far as they did, um, Panarin. For any Blackhawks fans, um, we all we all know how serious our Tommy Panarin was, and how much promise he held. And um, you add his youth and his toughness. And He's never really been injured. His skill. It's just really. He was just a dynamite player, exceptional pickup um, for the Blackhawks, and we knew he he was going to get this um, massive contract that he just did with the uh, New York Rangers, and it's deserved. It, it's really deserved, and um, it's just really too bad that um, you know he's not a Blackhawk yeah. anymore. But I mean. For we had a good solid two or three years there were Breadman and yeah. Artem Anisimov was the best duo in the league. Right, and Kane, yeah, it was one of the best lines in the show, but obviously, um we gotta keep it com- we gotta keep it moving here. we we keep digressing. Uh Junis uh Donskoy, a former uh Saint San Jose Shark is now uh, a four year uh Colorado Avalanche Player Mike Smith from the Calgary Flames signed a one-year deal with the Edmonton Oilers, um, and he's kind of one of those ageless wonders. He's been, you know, around the league a lot, and he's he's showed a lot of uh, good stuff for the Edmonton Oilers. Former Colorado Avalanche goaltender uh, Simone uh, Varlamov. He's now a Islander stepping in for Robin Leonard, who's obviously now a Chicago Blackhawk. He'll be there for four years. That is Varlamov. And um, just kind of cap it off with um, uh, one trade that went down yesterday. Uh, one, of the, one of the bigger trades is um, between the Avalanche Colorado Avalanche and the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Toronto Maple Leafs are sending Nazem Kadri, uh, Cal Rosen, and a 2020 third-round pick over to the Colorado Avalanche for defenseman Tyson Berry and forward Alex Kerfoot, also a 2020 sixth-round pick. Um, I think this is this is a huge trade. I think it's. I think that um, Toronto definitely won this trade. I think, I mean, I've never been a huge Nazem Kadri fan. I always thought he was just a dirty player who, uh, you know, was just out there to get in your head and, you know, make a few flashy plays here and there. But I never really appreciated um, what Nazem Kadri did for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He always produced for them. He always did his part, but I just never really liked him as a player. And between Tyson Berry and Alex Kerfoot, 
um, now they're Toronto Maple Leafs. I think it's definitely uh, helping out the depth part of um, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, obviously, a lot of people saw them going pretty deep in the uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, the Canadian team to win again. Perhaps the uh, Stanley Cup final, um, especially with uh, gaining John Tavares last offseason from the uh, New York Islanders. They have um, arguably one of one of the best uh, American hockey players, Austin Matthews. Um, they re-signed their uh, Swedish wonder, uh, <laughs> William Nylander, uh, one of the greater scorers in the league. And um, they, I just feel like they just got to buff up their defense um, a little bit. And, you know, Tyson Berry might be able to help him out. You never know. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as Alex Kerfoot, just to deepen the lines out, he he was always a good third liner, second liner. So that'll be good for them. I really think that they'll um, they'll benefit from, you know, that. And we'll see how they do. They had a lights-out regular season. They were, you know, one of the premier uh, teams in the league. I one of the one of the Blackhawks games I went to uh, with my brother Ben. It was the Toronto Maple Leafs came into town, and um, it was just a just a fan favorite. Like it was just a great show to watch because it was like six to seven. The final score was just back and forth scoring. I think Cam Ward got the start for the Chicago Blackhawks. And um, throughout the season, obviously, as a Blackhawks fan, it was it was difficult to watch Cam Ward play because, you know, obviously he's older and he's not in his Stanley Cup um, younger <laughs> self anymore. But, you know, Crawford needed help. Crawford needed help. And when he was getting better, we had Cam Ward... And we had the kid, Colin Delia, who I actually really love. But um, anyway, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs had a great show. Um, I saw, you know, a few snipes from Austin Matthews. Uh I saw a little bit of um, Kasperi Kapanen, who also uh, just re-signed with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't know any details on that, but he did re-sign. And um, I saw, you know, Patrick Kane light the lamp. I saw Jonathan Taves, uh, Alex DeBrinkett. He's still around, right? He's, he's still around. He's on his final year of his rookie contract. And uh, he's definitely going to get... He'll get bread. He's going to get the bank, certainly. He's going to be making big bucks next summer. Well-deserved, uh, too. Well-deserved, yeah. Very young, very promising, and uh, very productive for the Chicago Blackhawks. Hot, hot take here. I think all this action in Toronto, Austin Matthews' third season, this will be his third season in the league. Yeah. The Maple Leafs will end their championship drought. And I'd say by 2025, I think we'll have a Toronto Maple Leafs Stanley Cup champion. Oh, I think for sure by 2025. I think within the next... You know, one to 
you know, three years, they will definitely be in the Stanley Cup because... I sure hope so. A lot of people, you know, they're saying, oh, you know, this whole Drake curse, you know, whoever Drake roots for, they lose. But last time I checked, Toronto, Toronto, Toronto Raptors, Raptors just won. <laughs> they just won. I think they Toronto Raptors, Kawhi... Uh, Where is he going? Do you think, think he's going to stay in Toronto? or you? Think? I mean, I don't know. But I think Kawhi finally broke the Drake curse. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's over. Drake curse has finally been uplifted. We'll see what happens. Not, we'll see what happens. I'm not saying the Toronto Blue Jays are going to win the World Series. No, they suck. But I do think that the Drake curse has been lifted by Kawhi Leonard. Thank you, Kawhi. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so... Definitely Toronto Maple Leafs are a team to watch, team to root for if you're a bandwagoner. <laughs> um, the real the real question now is because Toronto won, they're in an American sports league, but they're the one Canadian team. Do they go to the White House or do they, do they go to Parliament to go see Justin Trudeau instead? Well, I guess we just got <laughs> to find, find out. <laughs> we just got to find out. Um, so, yeah. yeah. We'll we'll see on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Definitely a team to watch for. Definitely a uh, Wednesday night, you know, hockey team, a premier <laughs> team in the league. And uh, yeah, so good luck to them. And um, that'll be it for our NHL free agency uh, updates. I just want to take a minute here, um, talk about baseball really quickly. Yesterday. Um, Angels pitcher Tyler Skaggs was found dead in his hotel room in Texas, age 27. And just want to say uh, thoughts and prayers got um, him and his family, or not him, but his family and all of his friends in the Angels organization. So stay strong. Um, we hope that everything ends up okay. It's very, very tragic. Does it say how he died or... No, he's found um, unresponsive in his hotel room, and police say they don't think he took his own life, or it was there was dirty work involved in it. But oh, wow. they haven't released any cause of death yet, so That's we don't know. Crazy. Ugh. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like you know, that guy down in Miami, Fernandez, and you know now this guy. It's just kind of sketchy, you know. Just Baseball players seem to drop off the map more yeah, than anybody else. It's odd. But so many of the times, it's the Dominican play or Dominican players back home getting in car crashes or whatnot. Huh. I mean, somebody just shot Big Poppy two weeks ago. Yeah, he, big, big he's Poppy, fine. Yeah. But somebody shot him in a nightclub. So <laughs> yeah, Big Poppy. You know, I've I've heard Big Poppy's like this huge like cocaine guy. <laughs> so what I'm thinking is he was down in the DR and he got shot during a cocaine deal. No, he was in a club and somebody thought that he was with their girlfriend or something, oh. so they shot him. Oh my god! And then they're like, "Wait, that's not what happened." Jeez. Well, he lived to tell the tale. <laughs> He's so. big poppy. He can't die. He's big poppy. That's right. <laughs> so what else you got for the? Uh, Baseball section of our uh, podcast. Well, the MLB, I love the MLB. We're coming up. All-Star break is next week, um, which 
it was always fun to watch the All Star Game. I love I love baseball. So and I, this is going to be the first time I get to watch it in five or six years because normally it's always when I'm at summer camp, but this year I get to see it. But um, baseball is good this year. Corey Bellinger is hitting dingers. Um, MLB posted something for league leaders yesterday, and Josh Bell from Pittsburgh, before the All-Star break, has 70 RBIs already. Dang. Um, Jeff McNeil is hitting 348. Matt Scherzer, or Max Scherzer already has 170 strikeouts. And uh, Hyun Jin Ryu, I think that's how you say his name, the big portly man from uh, Los Angeles has thrown a 183 ERA. That is exceptional. Christian Yellick is also hitting dingers up in Milwaukee. Christian Yellick definitely is a happy man right now because (laughs) the... The Brewers are up in the the power rankings. The Milwaukee Brewers are... They they're good. They're good they again. Thank God. Somebody to get up in the Cubs grill and make their life a lot harder. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the Cubs, uh, Baez and Contreras and Chris Bryant, they're all headed to the All Star game. Um, Down on the south side, we have Lucas Giolito. He's going. James McCann, the new starting catcher, great pickup from the Sox. I've got no idea where he came from, but he's tearing it up, as well as our big, fun Cuban first baseman, Jose Abreu. He's going to Cleveland as well. Lucas Giolito won MLB or AL Pitcher of the Month for the month of May. He pitched a complete game uh, three weeks ago which doesn't happen anymore, and it's fantastic to see that the Sox have one pitcher in their lineup who can sometimes throw a good game consistently. It's the most exciting thing in the world. I love it. What else you got? Um, I'm just looking up um, this guy, the closer from the uh, Boston Red Sox that the Cubs just picked up. Craig Kimbrell. Oh yeah. Um, he, he. I think he's gonna be a good pickup for the Cubs. I don't really know too much about him, but um, I think he already has one save. He might have two, but um, I don't know. It just seems like all those guys from the Red Sox, they all just know how to win all those championships <laughs> and all that. I think the Red Sox have gotten themselves out of their pre or early season slump. I can't confirm that, but the Red Sox started off so slow. They were below 500 for quite a long time. Now it looks here um, on MLB that they're ninth in the power rankings for as of 7-1, as of yesterday. So we'll see what happens with the Red Sox. Top five in the league right now, the Astros, no surprise. The Twins... What a time to be a Twins fan. They've that been bad is. for quite a many years, and now they've got more home runs this year than anybody else in the league, I think. Who's uh, who's who's leading them right now? Oh, I don't actually know. You sure. got, you've got the Braves. They're tearing it up. Acuna Jr. and 
all those boys down in Atlanta. Um, the Yankees are two. They also started off slow, but they're making it back. Um, Judge is back, finally. And then your best team in baseball right now is Corey Bellinger and the Dodgers in Los Angeles, and they are just on fire. Well, we'll see if they choke again, because huh. last time I checked, they got swept in the World Series. Yeah. So, and, you know, it happens. Sports <laughs> have an outstanding regular season. Everybody's the favorite. Vegas is going nuts. <laughs> once it once it matters, gone. Flopped. Just, yep. you know, that's it. I mean, wasn't it this year in the playoffs for the Stanley Cup that there wasn't a single number one seed in after the first round? Yeah. Tampa and Calgary both got Tampa and Calgary both flopped. Tampa got um Tampa lost to Columbus Blue Jackets. Artemi Panarin. What's up? And uh, Calgary. Calgary played. Um, shoot. Who did Calgary play? Um, I th- did they play the Avalanche? They might have. I think so. I think they played Colorado Avalanche. And um, uh, that was surprising. I mean, I th- I know a lot of people. Um, I remember watching the series, but I forgot who Calgary played. I just remember they flopped. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people had them going far, too. I know a lot of people had them in the Stanley Cup. Y- yeah. And, um, you know, I didn't really follow Calgary too much. Me neither. Me neither. Um, so I didn't really know how far they were going to go, regardless of, uh, you know, their yeah. ranking. Colorado. In the standings. Okay, so it was Colorado. Uh-huh. And um, so I didn't really think that they were going to go far, regardless of their standings. And um, obviously they didn't. Oh well. Obviously they didn't. They uh, they lost to the first or to the last seed rather in the division, the Colorado Avalanche, uh, led by their captain Gabriel Landeskog, and um, probably one of the greatest North American hockey players alive right now. Mac Daddy, Nathan McKinnon, who (laughs) next to McDavid is the fastest skater in the world, Uh, just uses his speed to his advantage, just lightning quick, uh, outstanding puck skills, strong on the puck, um, and he's got like laser accuracy shooting, just absolute stud for the Colorado Avalanche. And on top of that, all the years he's been playing there and they haven't made the playoffs and the team's been struggling, he hasn't been arrested. He hasn't (laughs) been complaining. He's been through Matt Duchesne, who, you know, nobody liked over there. Everybody everybody said he was, uh, you know, he was just complaining the whole time. He was uh, making a ruckus in the locker room. And, you know, so he's been through the thick. And, you know, now that he's, um, they made the playoffs, you know, obviously they just, uh, they just lost Tyson Berry and uh, Alex Kerfoot. But um, they, they just got Bowen Byram out of the draft. One of the 
more dominant um, defenseman available in the draft. And I gotta be honest, I thought the Chicago Blackhawks were gonna take him. I, you know, with Keith and Seabrook getting uh, old, both getting older, slowing down. They're uh, they're both in their uh, mid uh, their mid thirties now, um, and they they are slowing down. Obviously, with their age and you know how fast the game has become and you know how physically demanding it is, um, it makes sense. It makes sense that they're slowing down. Yeah. And if they weren't slowing down, it would be pretty miraculous. You know, if you go to the Blackhawks game, maybe three or four years ago, you'll you know see Duncan Keith. Um, he'll he'll be out there for you know. He'll, he'll be pushing 40 minutes, 42 minutes a game, which is just out, incredible because what a lot of people don't realize in hockey is um, when you're out on the ice, it is 100% sprinting. It's just a full sprint, and it's very taxing on the lungs and obviously your entire body. But it's very demanding, um, you know, in, as like a cardiovascular, you know, way. It's very demanding. And um, to be able to be out there for, you know, 40 minutes out of 60 is miraculous. It is insane. And to be effective for that amount of time and to be a threat for the other team to shut down odd man rushes to score to move the puck to skate the puck it is it's very impressive um when he was able to do that but obviously now he's slowing down and the blackhawks have to shift their interest um from forwards to defensemen i really thought bowen byram was gonna be a chicago blackhawk but instead we drafted a kid out of the Saskatoon Blades, uh, Kirby Doc. He's uh, 18, I believe, and he's, um, he's a centerman. He's at 6'4", 198. He's a twig. He is, he is a twig. He is a twig, but um, he'll definitely gain some weight before the season starts. Oh, yeah, for sure. The, he's, the rest of the summer into the fall, he's going to be... They're going to beef him up. Um, yeah. But I've been watching his film, and I'm, I'm pretty impressed. For his size, he can move. Obviously, he's not heavy as a 6'4 centerman, but he can move. He can move. And um, a, lot of his, um, a lot of his film shows his... Uh, his shooting, he's always, in his film, he's just an exceptional sniper. And um, he could just pick corners and, you know, pick his place and just put the puck in the net. And what the Blackhawks really need right now is, uh, obviously, defense. But I'm really a firm believer that they just need depth in their, in their uh, offensive game, their forwards, you know. They got, you know, Taves, Kane, Saad, and... Um, Debrinkit. Debrinkit. And then after that, it's kind of, you know, 
you know, they got Kruger, obviously, but they just got rid of um, their the kid from Yale, uh, John Hayden. He's gone. And uh, Cahoon is gone. Dominic Cahoon is gone. So we got, uh, you know, Kampf, David Kampf, and um, Brandon Perlini. But, you know, a lot of the guys are just second or third and fourth liners. So I really think that even though we didn't um, try to really beef up our defense with uh, Bowen Byram, I think Kirby Doc is going to be a good fit for the Blackhawks. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be good. I think Dylan Strom's going to have a good season, as he did with the Blackhawks. I think Kirby Doc is going to do good if he plays, if he doesn't get sent down. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like I said... I think the Chicago Blackhawks are going to make the playoffs. And uh, obviously, I've been a a Blackhawks fan for a long time. And because I'm a fan, I can just say, you know, whatever I want about them. But (laughs) I do think that they are going to uh, clinch. I don't think that they're contenders for the cup. But I do think that um, they could make it to the first round, which really... You know, we just need progress. We just need progress. That's right. And you know, if you're aiming for a first round exit, you know, you're not really doing too much for your team. And quite frankly, you're risking injury for your guys. But if we can, you know, get the morale, you know, up and, you know, it's just an achievement, you know, it's an achievement. You, You can turn around at the end of the season and, you know, you can say, you know, look what we did. Look what we made. We we got to the playoffs. We're making baby steps. And we're just, you know, another step closer to, you know, being an elite team again. Because obviously, you know. Not at the moment. We need Since 2015, the Chicago Blackhawks have uh, declined. But I am going to save uh, that for another cast, the next uh, podcast on Hot Take Heaven. Um, I've got a couple more things here really quickly. Some insight into the opening and madness of the NBA free agent signing. Um, Brooklyn is making money moves, pretty much. Kevin Durant's going to Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving's going to Brooklyn. So they got some big, big names coming in. Um, D'Angelo Russell signed in Golden State. Or I guess he got traded. But um, a lot's going down. Uh, Jimmy Butler is going to Miami. I, I think that's a good move for Miami. I don't know. The Miami Heat haven't been very good. Um, Tobias Harris is going to stay in Philly. And... Uh, how about How about we talk about the Lake Show for a second? Anthony Davis is a Los Angeles Laker. That is, if you're a bandwagoner and you don't like Los Angeles right now, I don't know who you do like because... The Toronto Raptors. Okay, well, no. Los Angeles Lakers, if they get Kawhi, it is over. The league is canceled. (laughs) <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers are NBA champions. Nobody stops Kawhi. Not the Miami Heat. Not, you know, Nobody. not uh, Golden State Warriors. Nobody stops Kawhi. 
When Kawhi's in it, that's it. Man's golden. The claw takes over. <laughs> um, one final thing. Kemba Walker also signed. Kemba Walker with Boston, the, yes. I don't know if Durant has officially signed, but I saw some figures saying something like four years for almost $300 million, just an absorbent sum of money, just out of this world. Which is um, pretty, it's pretty good for him because... For a man like him who's as good as he is, I think it's excellent. Well, we have to consider his injury. He's hurt, but... He is hurt. He had an Achilles injury, which is... um, Said to be one of the hardest injuries to fully recover from. And for him to get a huge ticket like that, great for him. him. Great for him. You know, regardless of how he does, he's getting his paycheck. Okay, I've got another hot take completely different. Joey Chestnut has won the last eight hot dog eating contests. We talking hot dogs? We're talking hot dogs. Oh my! Hot take. I think he's Joey Chestnut baby. I think he's gonna eat eighty this year. His record is seventy four. I think he's gonna get eighty this year. You don't think he's gonna slow down? No, I think the man's not gonna slow down. Oh my gosh! I think he's gonna eat eighty this this. year. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to be honest, I did not do my homework on the hot dog eating tournament. No, no, I know nothing else besides that he's pretty much the goat and that I think I think he's going to eat 80. I was talking to Fahey with uh, I was talking to Fahey about this last night and Joey Chestnut definitely gonna, absolutely he's going to go for 80. <laughs> That's it. He's going for 80. I think he can do the it. The reigning champion Eight-time uh, reigning champion, I think. It's Nathan's hot dog eating competition? Yep. Yeah. Man. Man's got to eat. <laughs> Man's got to eat. Man's got to eat. How does one eat that many hot dogs in ten minutes? It's just disgusting. Where does it all it go? It is absolutely disgusting. I completely agree. Love America. Gotta love it. <laughs> Nathan's hot dog eating competition. Fourth of July. Joey Chestnut. Going for his ninth title. <laughs> Nine rings. Imagine getting paid to eat. He gets paid. I, yeah, I think so. He's sponsored, probably. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is crazy. Only only in America. Just imagine training <laughs> to eat 80 hot dogs. All these guys are like, you think, oh, they're professional eaters. They're huge boys or whatever. No, he's like... He's ripped. He is not like an obese man. No, I'm sure his cholesterol is through the roof. Oh, yeah. But... but I mean, the guy... Aside he, from that, he is not a large man. The guy who has, I guess, is his like main competition this year is this Japanese guy called Takaru Kobayashi. The guy has like an eight-pack, and he can eat that much. It's like... What? what is he? Look at this. Probably Ninja by Night. <laughs> he might be. Oh, dang. Guy's got an eight pack, so I don't know. Something doesn't add up with and that. He stained his hair blonde for the boys. <laughs> He's also won. Um, I guess he's won six straight. I don't know if there's more than one because I thought Joe Chestnut was. The reigning champion, but 
pardon my French for not following com- uh, competitive eating. Yeah. He's got eleven hot dog titles. I'm sorry, not eight. Oh, he's got a ele- Joey Jensen has eleven. Ooh. Well, we'll have some more Fourth uh, of July fun. We'll definitely. Uh, we'll be back with an update on this we, on the next one. We will be back. <laughs> yes, and um, like I said, hot take: Joey Chestnut is going to eat eighty. Eighty for Joey Chestnut. <laughs> do you have anything else? Um, uh, I think that'll do it. I'd like to uh, thank all of our listeners and. Um, We'd also like to hear uh, feedback and support, so uh, be sure to uh, keep in contact with uh, Ben and myself. And, um, yeah, thanks for listening.